time to go big or go home with the division manager of primary residential mortgage in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Now, here's the entrepreneur and mortgage extraordinaire himself, James Harper. What would your mama say? Go big or go home. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's episode of Go Big or Go Home. This is James Harper. I'm here today to share with you uh, some experiences and uh, opportunities that you may not see for yourself. And we're here coming to you live from our secret headquarters in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We're happy to be with you here today, wherever that may be, whether it's on your drive to work, whether it's um, sitting at home, or just trying to find a free moment to get some inspiration. So let's go ahead and jump into today and let's get started with our very special guest here today. I want to bring to our podcast of Go Big or Go Home, David Huffaker, who is uh, really uh, got a pretty cool story in a lot of different ways. When we're going to deep dive into uh, what some of those stories are, what some of those learning moments um, uh, have been for him, and really how he tries not to look in the rearview mirror and how to, as you say, fell forward fail forward i like that i like that so david huffker is in the studio with us today and we're going to dive into a little bit of his background right now and he comes to us and comes to our listeners uh he is uh in charge and runs a highly successful uh, real estate company uh that's through keller williams called the huffker group he has up to uh he has three franchises within the keller williams group going on four located in the Mount Juliet, Nashville, Hendersonville area, and soon to be Lebanon. So growing very rapidly in, in the last year, I believe, or the year before last, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were in the top five team within Keller Williams to reach $100 million in a year. That's pretty outstanding, so that's awesome. Uh, also, he has about 23 different team members that currently help um, People get into homes all around the city and all around the state, and we're excited to have him here today. And so welcome, welcome, David, to the show. Thank you. Oh, James, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here, excited to share with everybody. Awesome, awesome. So let's dig into who David's all about, and then we can really get into uh, some good meaty stuff that we can really translate to our listeners and what they can help uh, themselves with to take a next step in their life, help try to get off the bench with life and man we're going through a lot of crazy times right now aren't we? Man, it's a it's a wild world it's a wild world and there's a lot of things going on that we can't control and what i think is very interesting about what we can't control right now is really what we are in control of and i want to elaborate on that a little bit uh we have gone through such a an excruciating time frame in the last 60 to 90 days really more like 90 days we've seen some craziness and an instability all around the country what's been interesting is the mortgage market the real estate market has continued to flourish all the way through this despite job losses despite layoffs and it's just amazing to me that we've really seen in what we call a down market it's really been up how do you explain that man i think if you look at the shift right the we were all anticipating a bit of a shift no one thought it would be a health shift or or what it has been 
But it just goes to the health of our market, right? I mean, Nashville as a city and then the surrounding suburbs are still uh, tremendously diverse, right? There's still people moving. It's just the segments. We're seeing different segments get hit, right? Versus it being the entire market that we're having to take on. And so those that want to move are still able to move, right? You've, you've got a real divide. Um, versus in the past when we saw an economic shift and you kind of saw it hit everybody across the board, now it's sub-markets of the shift, right? So especially those in the hospitality industry, those in the you know servers, bartenders, um, a lot, you, you've got a segment that's really been hit, and then you've got another segment that's just kind of been keep going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just depends on where your business is primarily and kind of what we're going to talk about today, where you focus and where you want to get results. You can still get results as a business owner. And so a lot of people feel like they are out of control with what their next step is in life and where that may lead to. There may be um, you know, questioning how their employment is going to uh you know go through this process or be able to sustain this process and what i think is interesting is that that is that does help people take a look at their life and say you know what is the most important to us right now and the most important generally comes back to where do we live how do we make sure that we have uh, a good uh, home to live in that we want to maybe fix up our home this is where we find security i think security is a huge word that that people are looking for right now and so maybe that's a, a big reason why we've still seen uh, a lot of uh, people reinvest into their homes they've they're cashing out a lot in their homes and so we want to take that and we want to expand on 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 what that may mean to people that might be cashing out of their homes because it might be that they want to jump into uh, a new business venture a new uh, opportunity uh, that they've never thought about before, but man, they might be a little bit scared. Um, what do you, you have anything? It, any isn't it amazing? Uh, you know, we do a lot of decorating and staging as for our homes mm-hmm. as well, and and you can't find anything on the shelves right now at Target, TJ Maxx, oh, wow. Home Goods, like any of the any of the shops that you're used to going to, and so. I really do think that it's amazing the divide, right? Because you've got part of the country that's going through furloughs and, and being laid off and are having to defer their mortgages. And then you've got the rest of the group that's kind of looked up and said, we can thrive from working at home, right? We can thrive in this current environment if we're willing to put our head down and really keep our nose to the grindstone and focus on what's important. Uh, and not to say that it's all within anyone's control, right? Some people have been uh, impacted by this in ways that they never would have wanted. And others have been, like you said, I think as realtors and mortgage brokers in our industry, we would have expected to see more of a shift than what we've seen. And that may still trickle out, right? Our, our business is a cyclical. We're about 90 days in, like you said, at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And we may see some of that shake out, especially with an election coming up. But it, it's just amazing to me um, the divide, right? Because you're either in or you're out right now, right? You're either able to do something or you can't. Um, and how do we get those people to be in instead of out? And so that's, uh, let's, let's hopefully we can get some golden nuggets today that, that will help you be in the game, in the, the game of life. And not, you know, it's not to say that you don't have bad days. You don't have days where you feel sorry for yourself or you, you feel bad for your situation or you feel like you can't provide for your family. But I'm telling you, there's there's still plenty of opportunity out there. There's still plenty of situations, uh, especially what we've all learned is how to be able to work from home. Uh, so despite not being able to go back into a business environment, there are so many ways people are making money 
today, uh, just in the last 90 days, that they've never even thought about before. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's really interesting how businesses have adapted and learned how to make money. And I think you're going to see a lot of businesses not even go back to the way they used to do business. They've realized that maybe they don't need to to uh, spend all the money on these conventions, or they don't need to to do some of the things to promote their their product like they used to. They don't need to have a 7,000, 10,000 story office building. Um, and so I know from my own business, uh, we've had over 50% of my team that now work from home. Now we're fortunate enough to have a, a business that is more web-based. We don't have to have office space to be able to do what we do, but we've actually had employees that would rather be at home and work from home because they've gotten comfortable with that. They've been able to spend more time with their family. Um, they've been able to uh, maybe even be more efficient. They've been able to uh, just feel like they're more engaged that they maybe weren't engaged before. How do you think this has changed uh, your team and, and, and uh, even yourself? Yeah, I think the landscape, what you're talking about, we know during any recession or depression or any shift in the market, it's always the greatest transfer of wealth in our country, right? And so I think if you're poised as a business person right now, you're recognizing that um, we started planning, I've got some great mentors, and we started planning three or f- three years ago to really be able to take advantage when the market shifted. Now, we were expecting it to be some type of economic shift, right? A typical real estate cycle um, kind of shift. No one really knew what was going to cause it. But we had kind of been anticipating the point to where we could go out and take market share and really take advantage of a shifting market, knowing that that's traditionally when market share moves and knowing that when you take market share, when you take opportunities during a down market, um, you rarely give that gain back as you continue to grow. Um, specifically to the point of working from home, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of major companies, Apple, Facebook, right, Amazon, a lot of folks talking about the efficiency of people working at home. Uh, I think we all see a lot of the positives to it, right? You're cutting down on commute times. Um, your your employees and your people at home have a better opportunity to get things done kind of on their schedule. And we're finding that the integrity of our employees is actually pretty strong, right? They're, they're very focused on getting the work done. Regardless of when they do it, I think they enjoy the flexibility. I think the challenge that we'll run into long-term with this is the accountability of it, right? How do you hold each other accountable? You're seeing a lot of top teams, top companies holding, you know, early morning Zoom meetings, afternoon win calls, really still trying to create, really still trying to keep that culture and that accountability up, right? And I think that's the challenge of how do we how do we thrive during this? Keep the um, energy. Yeah, I think it's fun to work from home. I think that it's working for a lot of companies, right? I mean, we're seeing tremendous results. I think it's given the earth a chance to heal, right? There's not any cars on the road. There's a ton of side mm-hmm. benefits that we're getting from all of this. There's um, always a silver lining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, and, I, and I do believe that. I mean, even though we are going through so much craziness, there's there is a lot of silver lining. If you... If you're out there listening, just just reflect on some kind of silver lining. There's two or three, four silver lining moments or situations or occurrences in your life right now that I guarantee you is you're better now than you were before. You just maybe haven't paid attention to it. And, and you know sometimes uh, whether your whatever your religion is or whatever your faith is or whatever your belief system is, sometimes um, you know we go through these things in life where it forces you to just take a check, man. Yeah. Well, and we're at a time where it's 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 more important now to be authentic and human, mm. maybe than it ever has been. And I think that that's 
a silver lining unto itself, right? I mean, we're smart. We hope to be smart business owners. We hope to be um, agile and quick in making decisions that actually help move things forward. But the the goal of a winning opportunity, right? You're talking about if you're at home and you're thinking about what do I need to do to pivot my life or to shift my life or to get on the track that I've always wanted to be on, the the opportunity to pour into others and to be a part of other people's worlds and to influence others in a positive way that in turn helps you build a bigger world. I think it's fun. I think that is the hidden, um, the hidden opportunity in owning businesses and running companies is the chance to help other people become better. Mm. Right. Mm. And so during all of this, we've had more and more chances to be authentic humans, right. To pick up the phone and talk to our client base, to talk to our employees and truly just look at each other face to face and go, how are you? Right. How, what, what's going on in your world? How can I be a, how can I be a positive force in your world such that our interaction adds value to your day? Mm-hmm. Right. And if we can answer that question and find solutions that, that keep us all moving in that direction, our, our world gets better. Our society gets better, especially given all the things we're going through right now. Well, this is what a lot of people don't know that's out there listening. We will, we, statistics will tell you whenever you're in a downturn, more millionaires are generated than, uh, than yep. you know, that's in a time when you're not in a downturn. So we will, we will see new products come out. We will see new businesses developed. We will see um, craziness going on with uh, buying and selling real estate. Uh, you know, prime opportunity to buy real estate right now or maybe in the next six months for sure to a year because of these perceived downturns or people that, you know, maybe can't make it or, or have to do a pivot and, and shift of some kind. And so there's there's a lot of opportunity out there to be able to uh, start from the ground floor, to be able to take a chance and uh, do something that's different that's going to change your state of mind it's going to change your financial position and your freedom with life yeah necessity is the mother of invention right and and in a great market i mean we've gone through some amazing times over the last decade and if you if you really reflect i mean a year ago we're all having phenomenal quarters right the numbers look great we're having successes and it it became very easy to get bloated as businesses i mean we've cut twenty five thousand dollars out of our monthly budget just in the last 90 days and you look up and we're actually selling more homes than we ever have before Mm, and it's just amazing what you can do with so little right yeah we've done the same and you you think about who solves that distanced relationship especially in my industry of of, of real estate right in your industry um that that probably hasn't even been invented yet and you recognize that the person that's able to come up with solutions to solve the distance transaction through buying and selling real estate there's a real all of a sudden a real necessity to get that solved people don't want to be face to face as much as they used to right people want to be able to get through a transaction without a ton of interaction i believe that technology has kind of prepped the laid the groundwork for us to get here but now what's really cool is who's going to come out who's going to invent the solution over the next 12 to 24 months yeah, I was never a big fan of Zoom, uh, not to promote Zoom or anything of the like, but during this whole process, man, it I, I really enjoy how quick, efficient, and easy it is to get to the point, be able to share your screen, have that transaction move forward, and uh, it's just it's, it's, it's just a way and a trend that I think a lot of businesses are headed. Yeah. Uh, maybe go buy stock in Zoom, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, hey, so one of the things that I want to try to get to you on is 
you know, there are a lot of realtors out there, right? There's, sure. There's a ton of them. There's Everybody. a lot of wannabes. Everybody thinks that they can get off the bench as they're sitting here. Well, I want to be David Huffaker today. I think you get one with your birth certificate. You actually get a real yes. estate license today. And then right behind that's a mortgage originator. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not as easy as it seems. It's not. It's all, all as I was telling you earlier, butterflies and uh, climbing trees and picking butterflies and flowers. Um, it is definitely has challenges so tell me about how you got started with developing your own group working that into franchise opportunities and and what what kind of obstacles you jumped through as you were starting that up yeah yeah i think you know it depends on how far back you want to really talk i mean when i first i was the first in my family to go to college and uh believed that um I've always had a thirst to kind of, I've always had a chip on my shoulder to prove myself. Um, to, in fact, if you, I went to high school not far from here. And, uh, you know, I still run into people from school that shake their head and thought, you know, never would we have dreamed that, you know, that you would become anything, right? Um, <laughs> and, and I understand what they mean by that, just given my background. And so... What reflection know, was that that you think they were seeing of you? Um, yeah, I've always had a bit of a wild streak, right? A bit of a wild card to me. Um, I think that I've always been willing to take risks and wanting to be different and lead. And so I think that's what's helped me. Um, I think being young, coming from a little bit of a, you know, a misspent youth, um, you know, uh, I had I was prone to get in trouble maybe early on, right? And then had a real uh, knack for uh or disregard for authority, if you would. Um, and so that got me in trouble some growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And just, just kind of having that attitude. Um, but I realized that I think we all go through challenges, right? I think early on I thought that, you know, I, I talked to my kids about this. I mean, we all feel like we have challenges. We all feel like we have hard days. And in recognizing that we're in it together, right? And we all have hard days, right? And we all have these this self-talk that we have to fight through in our, in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then realizing that I could actually make a difference in other people's lives, um, I think gave me the energy to want to, to look past my own shortcomings and, and, and stop, stop blaming how I was raised or stop pointing fingers at the things that I felt like were unfair in my life and really kind of tackle it and go, well, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Right. Like if I'm going to do something, it's going to take me uh, doing things right, working with integrity, uh, taking care of others. Um, what moment did you actually start listening to that self-talk? When was it? Was there a defining moment that you said, man, uh, you know, I've been kind of saying this to myself all the time, but I'm not practicing what I preach. And I, I need to change my ways so that things start. I start getting a different outcome. Yeah. As was most everything I've done right. It started with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I really used to um, did not enjoy my job, right? Like a lot of people may be listening to this. I just, I felt like there had to be more out there. Um, I would come home grumpy, uh, frustrated with the day. And, and we used to have a thing we'd do every night. And my wife would hold up her hand and she'd say, tell me five great things that happened today. Oh, that's awesome. Right? And, and she helped me kind of realign um, awesome. that pessimistic, negative uh, kind of mentality of what was going on. And then there was a time that, that Keller Williams offers a class called Bold. And it's about how to build a business, but a huge piece of it is about how to have an abundant mindset and realizing that if you're going to do good for the world, you have to do good for yourself in order to be able to do that, right? And that money's good for the good it can do. 
and there's a there's a there's a series of events that you kind of go through it, it's very similar to maybe a tony robbins course or something like that um, but there's a moment in there where you you have this fictitious conversation with your future self and and you're able to kind of reflect on your life and to me that was a very pivotal moment for me to recognize that the things that i allowed to enter into my mind mattered and ultimately, there's a, there's a poem out there that basically, in a nutshell, ends with saying, "Whatever whatever you ask of life, it will it will surely give." And it it takes faith to believe that, right? Exactly. It, you really have to buy into the fact that if if I think it in my mind and I can verbalize it with my words and I genuinely it believe, it. it will manifest itself. And it's yeah. it's just such a cool concept. And I've seen it proven time and time again. That's really helped me shift from what I would say was a fairly negative perception, um, you know, maybe back in my mid twenties or early twenties, to through the help of my wife and through the help of courses like that that have kind of said, like, you know what? There's a, there's some amazing opportunities. You can look at it glass full or glass half empty, um, but there is a chance to get up, stop complaining stopped worrying about what you don't have right there's a there's a law we call it says want equals lack right it teaches you when you say in your mind like i want a new car you're reprogramming your mind to to understand that you don't have that right Mm -hmm. so want equals lack right so i intend to get a new car right you know the, the the words that we use are important and it's just this mindset right that you really have to get wrapped around to really say like i can be a force for good right regardless of our day right like you said earlier we all have bad moments, right? We all have bad thoughts. No one is immune to that. But knowing that a bad moment doesn't have to make a bad day, right? That I can have a bad moment and I can stop and I can stop it and I can move on from there, right? I think it's really just helped me um, with, with just changing my outlook on life. You feel like that, so part, heard two things there. Uh, first thing is, you feel like you've probably started surrounding yourself with different people, obviously your wife being one of them. Yeah. But did you feel like that, you know, sometimes I feel like I, when I start hanging around the, the wrong crowd, not that I'm hanging around with bad people. Sure. It's just when I hang around more negative people uh, that have a negative mindset, I find myself kind of falling into that pattern or falling into that same slippery slope. And, and, and then all of a sudden I'll just kind of check myself because I, I know what it's be, to like to be in this positive state. And then I have to just, you know, you have to start kind of, realigning yourself with people that that have positive uh vibe and a positive energy yeah it's like anything right i mean you're you know birds of a feather right i mean you're 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 going to and look you recognize like everyone is there in the world right you can't you can't get away from it and yet you can start to recognize when you're in those situations right or when when you're around that group and that's what you know sometimes i always think um not not to say we're at the very top or, or whatever but i think in leadership and in in business um, as you become more and more successful, there are fewer people that you can truly share uh, conversations with. And I think it's important to find your five, right? You find your board of directors or your five people that, that really can influence you in a positive way. And advocate for you. That's right. That's right, right? And, and can advocate, catch you. Advocate is a great word yeah. when, the, when you try to find that top five. Yeah. I believe that they should be the ones that are brave enough um, you know, to, to stand up and say, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know that you're thinking clearly or, you know, I, I think having great coaches, right. Or so to say, that's my second thing I was going to bring up. I think uh, we talk a lot on this show about having a coach, a coach in life. Everybody needs a coach in life uh, in some form or fashion, because you are never too good, never too big, never too uh, 
uh, wealthy yeah. to not have a coach. Yeah, I think being learned even Tony based. Robbins out there has a yep. coach. He yep. he won't tell you. Well, maybe he will tell you, but he has a coach. Yeah, and and um, and what that coach is there is to help keep you in a, a an abundant mindset, as you said, and then and then a mindset of of thinking positive, moving forward, not backward. Um, and it helps get you into that right frame of mind of self-talk. Yeah, I mean, look, we all need accountability. I think the moment that you believe that you've mastered it all and figured it out, right, um, is the moment that you're going to start. We're going backwards, right? Being learning-based is a core uh, a core truth, I think, of all successful people. Warren Buffett, you know, Gary Keller, anybody that you know is successful continues to learn, right? We, we understand that the more we learn, the more we don't know. Right, and the more opportunity there is to grow and to learn something new that can help others there. And so when, when you started the Huffaker Group, you said, I, I have this, this vision to be unique and different, to be able to stand out, uh, to be able to stand out differently uh, than any other realtor or realtor group. There's a bunch of them out there. What is that uniqueness that you have? What is your mission and what is your what we call your explanation of services that um, that really make you different. Yeah, when we first set out, right, we came up with a great mission statement to, you know, it's to, you know, to serve people um, better than they could, they could ever expect to be served. And, and, you know, at first, I think that that sounded great. Um, and as we really tried to explore, like, what does that mean? Um, we started looking at, um, you know, why did we choose to do real estate as a team instead of as individuals, right? Why do we choose to employ people and pay more than the industry average? Um, why do we choose to really focus on our culture as a part of who we are as a company? And two things kind of came out of that. One, the word better kept coming up, right? So we wanted to find a better way to sell real estate. I believe that uh, the old way of selling real estate is a little bit antiquated and, and, and it works for, for a different maybe generation. Um, but I believe that there is a for the amount of money that we charge and collect in these transactions, I believe that the consumer is demanding a better experience, mm -hmm. right? And I do believe that we have to come at it, um, you know, we believe on our team in the, you know, the platinum rule, right? The golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and we really look at it and go, how do we do unto others as they want to be done unto, right? How do we recognize that each person's individual and we want to come alongside them and help them in the transaction? their way right how they see it and be experts for them rather than demanding that they follow our method of doing it right and so for us it's about aligning ourselves we also really wanted to look at you know being a better brand right being more of a you know i call my wife uh you know the the, the lexus manager because it's a you know not to plug lexus but lexus does a fine job right they're very quality they have a great reputation they, they have a great product and we want to be able to provide that to our consumers specifically right right um, at just a higher level so it was the word better kept coming up and so if you go back to kind of our big why as we really explored it over about 10 months um, the the big why of our company basically turned into it's a very what is what does Cameron call it hashtagable right mm -hmm. uh, uh, the pursuit of better right the pursuit of better became kind of our well we want to provide better jobs I want to see people leave our office in the afternoon more energized than when they came in Love I that. want to help them have better lives and bigger lives right and so Interestingly enough, I love real estate, but I love people more, mm, right? Yeah. And and real estate kind of became our widget, right? Like 
I joke, um, our, our director of expansion tells me not to use vacuums because I always say, like, it can be vacuums, right? It, she says, <laughs> say, sell boats. It sounds better. Uh, so maybe I should say, like, we, we don't care what it is we're selling. Um, it's about the human experience. And yeah. uh, real estate just happens to be the medium that we, yeah. that we aligned with, right? I'm a big believer in that, too. It's not about mortgages with us either. It's about the experience they have and the, the, the interaction that we have and, and being able to create that that uh, uh, customer for life yeah. really is what you're, what you're after. Well, here's what, if you look at what we practice is that 15% of the market at any given time is moving. Um, if we try to go after and win people over and win their business during that time, during the time that they're in that 15, or they're one of the 15%, we have to do what everyone else has to do. Mm-hmm. However, we kind of backed up and said, well, let's take a look at the 85% that aren't moving. How do we build relationships with them such that when they get to the point to make a move, They're we don't have to compete with everybody yeah, else, right? Yeah, because we, we've been good to them through human relationships, through hosting events and helping them find the right plumbers and getting them a landscaper and, you know, just even calling them and telling them happy birthday, right? It's just the things we want to do, again, it's that human experience so that I don't have to go out and throw up billboards all over town or do what advertise and have a huge marketing base in order to attract clients right we're very referral driven so you 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 kind of have spun off the huffaker group and created a uh a a give back which is called huffaker heroes explain that a little bit how that that come to fruition and yeah, what so, your mission is there so, just with that segment of your business. Yeah, great program, and, and I appreciate and you know love to get to work with, with you and, and your yeah. teams on it. Um, you know, Huffaker Heroes really became a chance for us to recognize those in our local communities um, that were doing good and a way for us to help them, right? And so one of the – when we went back to the pursuit of better, right, it was to serve the communities that we were uh, fortunate enough to be a part of uh, better, right, to be a responsible business owner, um, you know, in our schools and, and, and with our police and our firefighters and our veterans. So the Huffaker's Heroes program is a program where if you uh, fall into one of those categories, we have a certain number of discounts that, that we give. We partner with, uh, with, with you on, on lending options for them that, that help reduce some of the closing costs and things there. Mm-hmm. We've got title companies that have agreed to do that at a reduced fee or home inspectors that have agreed to do it at reduced fees. It's just a way of saying thank you, right? Thank you for the opportunity to to work with you. And thanks for pouring into our communities. Um, it's funny, man. Looking back, I never would have thought I'd be this guy, right? Yeah. The, the guy that yeah, like just wants to be with my kids all the time and, and loves, you know, going to the local ball field and being a part of our neighbors and our communities. Um, it just means so much. And, you know, I didn't know that until I got older. Yeah. But what they are, what they provide to us, it's what allows us to do what we do really well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. safety in a secure in a secure world. I'm just so grateful for it. Well, we're we're definitely excited to be a part of the Huffaker Heroes as well. We're we love to give back. Uh, you know, we've said many times we we love to give back to the military, the home the homes for troops and the the wounded warriors. We're pretty passionate about. And so this is just an extension to be able to be a part of the Huffaker Heroes, and we're, we're certainly excited about being a part of that as well. So um, just to kind of round out our, our discussion here, our, 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 uh, our talk, um, anything else, any kind of advice you would like to give uh, to some early entrepreneur that is maybe your one or two bullet points that um, – helped kind of uh get you over the threshold 
when you were starting up your team or when you were starting up your your business because it really is a business uh, and and a very lucrative business and a and a big business so what what helped you kind of get over that threshold where you man some months you're like oh man i don't know what kind of what i'm doing here maybe i made a made a bad decision oh no uh my wife's gonna kill me Uh, whatever that may be what was what are a couple of those things that you can help take that fear away from our listeners well i mean i i think that it we've had our successes and i'll you know always say like number one you know staying humble i recognize that we haven't figured it all out we don't know everything um, and we're growing, right? Just as anyone else, we're, we're growing through experiences. And kind of what we talked about earlier, I think when it comes to failing forward, knowing that failure is a part of the process, you know, I love what Gary Keller says when he says, you know, when you win, you tend to go down and spike the ball and do your end zone dance and go celebrate. And when you lose uh, or when you fail, you tend to reflect and kind of try to understand, like, where did I go wrong? What could I do better? Uh, and I think it's through those failures that we really figure out um, who we become in that process, right? When we talk about falling in love with the process, right? That it's a it's a process, not a project. It's it's that continual evolution of, not to say trial and error, because you want to be strategic about how you're trying it, but it is that that willingness to get up off the mat. Like you said, I mean, there's those days, man, where you just you look up and you're like, man, did I make a bad decision, right? It, 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 maybe I'm just defeated, and it's that point right there. That should be a red flag for you to go like, you know what, get up, right? Get up and every morning, get up and do it, right? Because we're going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. Um, I've got three boys about, you know, they're all about sports ages, 13, 11, and 9. And uh, and it's that um, consistency over time beats talent every time, Yeah. right? It's one of my favorite quotes for them, especially during sports. I want to finish up a couple of questions here. Go for it. What what, – What do you love about what you do now? Yeah, I mean, I think you probably guess, right? It's the human interaction. It's funny because I'm not an outwardly social person. Um, I think that's where my strength is, you know, finding where my strength is. I tease a lot of people and say our team's so big, it's because I had to hire somebody that for everything I was bad at. And so we have to have a rather large team. Um, I'm not normally an outwardly person, but when I get one-on-one with someone, I enjoy that human interaction, right? And I found that loving leadership um, and loving again, seeing the people that I get to be in business with put their kids in the schools they want, buy the cars they want to drive, buy bigger houses. Like to me, that's the joy I get from running companies. And I learned that I love to build that, right? I love to be a part of that and see other people succeeding through others. My dream is that I can make 10 other people millionaires, right? Are you ever afraid to fail now? Um, I think that failure still has a sting. Uh, You know, I think we'd be lying if we said like, no, but at the same time, like you learn to welcome that process of it. Well, I think any time too that you can, as long as you're, as long as you are growing, then there's always that uncomfortableness. Yeah, and you always have that little little guy on your shoulder talking to you, uh, saying, "Hey, man, uh, are you doing the right thing? Are you making the right move? Is this going to work?" 
well, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? And that's where I think a lot of us fail and we go like, oh, man, that didn't feel good. Like that felt uncomfortable. And so we retreat back to that level of comfort. And again, going back to a lot of times that has to do with who we've surrounded ourselves with. If we've surrounded ourselves with people who um, give us a hard time or mock us or, or make us feel bad about that failure, mm-hmm. it's going to make it a lot harder to get up versus being surrounded by people who go, hey, that's part of the process, right? So the message there is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's right. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable, it's okay. And if you're uncomfortable, that means you're making progress. That's that's I firmly believe that. I think, well, you're, and I think you're making progress. You you we we've said this before, right? Give up the thought of looking good and being right. Right? If you can get past that and realize that we all only get this one trip, right? We all only get this one life, and I don't ever want to look back and have regrets because I was scared to do something. And so I've found like, when I find something that scares me, I wanna go tackle it because I wanna know what that feels like, right? I wanna know what's making me fearful of it um, because I don't wanna look back and say, well, I wish I would have, because honestly, we're all gonna fail in some capacity, right? That's just part of life. And, 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 and I wanna make sure that I didn't not react out of fear, right? One of our big uh, value statements for our company is we don't make decisions out of fear. I borrowed that from Dave Ramsey. Um, I want to make sure that I can look back and go, you know what? I left it all out on the field, right? What's the next uh, book that you want to read or have read recently that you think would be inspirational to somebody, whether that's an audio book or I hate to read, so audio books yeah. are great for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God those came out because yeah. whew, I could fall asleep in two seconds. I don't care how good a book it is. Yeah, the one that I actually just picked up um, about three chapters in is The Road Less Stupid. The Road um, Less Stupid. It's Keith Cunningham. Um, he also wrote Keys to the Vault back in the day. Um, it, it, it's a lot about thinking time, right? And so I really enjoy reading. I enjoy um, my favorite book of all time is um, Extreme Ownership, right? Um, uh, just about, you know, I say there, there's three things that are important to me, right? It's integrity, it's discipline, and it's ownership. One of the things I think is important, too, for everyone is you have to have some of me time. Yeah, I know that I'm I'm pretty guilty myself that I always give, give, give. I give to my family. I give to my business tremendously. I give to my employees. I, I, I you know, give to other people. And whether that's my time, whether that's you know whatever capacity that may be, but there's always a time where you need me time because that's your time to recharge. What's your me time? Yeah, I mean, I coach a lot of agents uh, and a lot of business owners. The the thinking time, right? The be, the working on the business and not in the business, mm-hmm. I think, is the most valuable hours you can spend because we all get so caught up in the day to day of what's going on and putting out fires and answering questions and leading that really taking four hours a week. And a lot of times, like this is in the evening or it's on the weekend, but taking time to really focus on the vision of where you're going opens up new questions in your life, right? It, it gives you that space to kind of be comfortable and think about, well, what if, right? And those what ifs turn into, well, maybe, right? And then, well, if I was going to, then I would do it like this. And it really gets those kind of creative juices flowing that help you think bigger. I said to my coach the other day, I said, you know, we're working on the systems and models in order to get to a thousand closings a year. Nice. Um, and he said, well, if you write the systems and models to get to a thousand, you'll never get there. 
And he said, I want by next week, you know, give me the models to get to 5,000. Mm. Um, and 1,000 will be a stepping Love stone that. along the way. And so it's been interesting over the last month to go through that and the conversations that it's fired with my leadership team. And, and it's the, you know, well, if we were going to do that, we'd have to go to 30 states and regionalize the country. And it, just conversations that I probably wouldn't have thought to have anyways, right? And it just, you know, it's kind of like a rubber band. Once you expand your brain, it's not going to return back uh, to mm-hmm. its same. So that's awesome. uh, in business, I think that's important. Um, my children are where my me time is. So, right? so what do you specifically do to unplug? you were going to unplug your brain and set it right here on the table what would you do yeah um for me it's getting outdoors right hiking not, not, kayaking. Not minus what uh, tv watching the bachelorette or anything like that right not too much, not too much no. <laughs> okay no no yeah no we love being outdoors right anywhere yeah, we can go great. and hike we can kayak i can get out and just be where there's sunshine and, that's and what warm it is weather. for me is just being out being on the golf course uh, it's not about the game it's about being able to unplug and get out in space yeah. where you have no we love to travel. I've got a goal to get my boys to all 50 states before they graduate high school. Uh, we're about 34 states, I believe, at the moment, um, and they're younger, so I'm pretty confident we'll get there. So it's been fun to talk about, like, all right, how do we get to Alaska? How do we get to Hawaii, right? What is that going to look like? We do RV trips uh, oh, every I've, year. I've been wanting to do that. Yeah, yeah. We take a two-week RV trip every fall break. Um, driving, though, too. Well, and it's it's a different kind when you know you're going to yeah, drive yeah. for two weeks. You kind of just don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, don't but, even think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But well, listen, we appreciate you being on the show here no, today. It's for been awesome. Me. We could probably go on for another hour very easily. It's a great conversation. You and I actually have a lot in common. Uh, could almost be brothers to some degree with some of the things <laughs> we've been through. Um, how uh, so? If you're out there in the Nashville market, or even uh, I guess you're statewide as well. Yeah, we're in four states. We're yeah. in Tennessee, okay. uh, Ohio, Kentucky, and uh, Indiana. Okay, we're in those states as well. Perfect. Uh, so if you ever want to look for a house or are interested in buying a house, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, best ways to go to the HuffakerGroup.com. Uh, that gets you to all of our locations, all of our agents, and can get you in the right hands. That's H U F F A K E R Group. Uh, That's it. All right. So thank you for being on the show today, man. We wish you the best of luck to get to that 5,000 units. Uh, With that vision, where there's vision, there's opportunity. And so I hope everyone got a lot out of today's episode. We, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Please like or share this uh, podcast. Uh, That's how we get the message out there and give you more and better content each and every week. We appreciate you being uh, here today with us on go big or go home. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc., NMLS 3094. James Harper, Division Manager, Primary Residential Mortgage, Hendersonville, Tennessee, NMLS 71317. 131 Road, Suite 140, Hendersonville, Tennessee 37075. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. is an equal housing lender. Some products and services may not be available in all states. Credit and collateral are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Programs, rates, terms, and conditions are subject to change and are subject to borrowers qualification.